Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Do the show, bitch. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Try to say this nicely. When you look at Ben, Paul, and me, it doesn't scream athlete. I know you fat bastards want to eat some of this. With Ben Higgins. Go to hell, pro sports. Stephen Woods. That was incredible. And Paul Reindel. All right. Get ready, tier ones. Oh. It's Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Do the show, bitch. What went through your mind when, when Buck Walter came out? They, they rubbed their ear, hands around his ears. They checked his glove. What went through your mind at that point? I was not very happy. I don't know if the camera was on me, but I was not very happy. And, you know, okay, I get it. Tactics, that's all it was. But what happened was that it motivated Joe. It motivated him, and that kind of how it worked in our favor. Ruben, get back out there and, and get some more champagne dumped on you. Thank you. Thank you. That was Ruben Niebla with Tony Gwynn Jr. on Sunday night talking about, uh, you just said he sent the tweet out, yeah. leaving that right I'll just there. Leave this year. That's what he actually had to say about it in the clubhouse at City Field on Sunday night after the Padres clinched. So, right straight from the pitching coach's mouth, as it were. Yeah, that would make me mad if I was Niebla, seeing them do that to my guy Joe Musgrove. But listen, that's neither here nor there. That series is over. Let's uh, Let's pack it up. Let's move on down the road. Up to Los Angeles, and uh, got a, a tall order ahead of us, Benny. There's no question. I mean, it's going to be I, – I, I hope that it's a really, really good series. I hope the momentum continues. You got that chance again to get get an early lead, right? And we talked about it. Having a home playoff game is electric. It's so much fun. It's fantastic. But being on the road gives you that chance, Ben, to take that crowd out of it immediately. Profar continues to do what he does. Juan Soto's coming up in the first inning. Manny Machado's coming up in the first inning. If you could scratch out a run or two, you just feel so much better about it. If Urias goes out and throws 12 pitches and gets you out, um, yeah, you, you feel right there. Okay, now now it's a little bit like you got punched in the mouth. So if you can land the first blow tonight, I like our chances. So um, we had a couple more items of news yesterday. We talked about the pitching matchups uh, that were announced for the first two games of the series. Bob Melvin was also asked about Trent Grisham's status, given the fact that the Dodgers are, are likely going to be throwing lefty after lefty. Could it be? It should be three lefty if not, starters, if right? not four. I mean, if they go with uh, Heaney That's true. in Game Four, they could throw four straight lefties at the Padres in this series. Do they have a, a right-handed starter? Gonsolin is. is they go- say he's he's, he, hurt. If he's hurt. He may be on the roster, but they say he might be probably Does, limited. May's to, hurt, right? He's probably he's an maybe for the roster as well. So technically, they don't. You know, with Bueller out, they don't have a. A necessarily completely healthy right-hander. So it could be all lefties. 
Trent Grisham, we talked about it yesterday, has been sitting against lefties for the bulk of the second half of the season. But Bob Melvin said very clearly yesterday, no, no, Trent Grisham will be out there in center field, even against the lefties. We need him out there defensively for sure. But he also made the point, Trent Grisham has had success off Kershaw in the past. You, You mentioned it yesterday. His, uh, his bat-flipping, you know, admiring home run that he hit a couple of seasons ago. He's gotten Kershaw before, and uh, Trent Grisham, whatever happens going forward, he's earned his he's earned his permanent spot back in the starting lineup uh, for the Padres, at least for this postseason, it sounds like, from Bob Melvin. And I agree with that. I think, uh, and it's why I'm also in favor of starting Jake Cronenworth tonight. There's already a lot of discourse on the Twitter web, uh, the interwebs, people talking about, you know, what does the lineup look like tonight against Julio Arias? And I- I'm rolling with what I've got right now. It It is tough because Josh Bell has had a, a bit of a flair for the dramatic. Uh, he's had some big hits in that series. He's a switch hitter, so he can, he can hit from the right side. Um... Brandon Drury is a guy you'd love to get going. Didn't play a lot, uh, you know, sat two of those three games, Ben. Um, I'd like to get Drury's bat in the lineup against lefties. That's why you got him, and he's really, really good at it. Will Myers is the most comfortable first baseman we have. He made three of the better plays you'll see in the playoffs last uh, last game. Uh, so I want him in the lineup. So something's got to give here, and I just don't know how you do it while keeping your best defense on the field, I don't think he can. It's wild how much things can change in a week because, like, last week my tune would have been completely different. Correct. Now it's like, no, Grisham is clearly going to be the guy in center field. I think the I think the Cronenworth discussion, it's, it's a little more complicated because not only does it impact second base, it can impact first base. I mean, like you just said, if you get Drury in, I mean, it's it's a simple solution. If you're like, well, what do we do with Cronenworth? Well, you got Drury sitting there, and then, you know, who's going to play it first, Bell or Myers? Myers? Whereas in center field, it was like, well, Hazekar's not ready. Uh, we're not we're not clearly, like, saying he should be the guy. I think you can make the argument that Drury deserves playing time a hell of a lot more than Azucar versus Grisham. Sure, but how do you keep... I mean, Jake Cronenworth took an offer in the series. And again, some good pitching, but you're going to face good pitching here. And now it's going to all be left-handed. It's all going to be left-handed. So, I mean, baseball's stupid. It makes no sense. Jake could go out tonight and get three knocks against Arias, uh, and I wouldn't even bat an eye at it. I, I actually... I actually expect him to because I know he's better than what he showed in that series against and, and New York. I think Bob Melvin's going to keep giving Jake Cronenworth opportunities. I think so but too. it wouldn't surprise me if Jake if Jake took another over tonight. If maybe he gets a day, just a day, and Drury gets out there just to get the bat. If it's another you know lefty against Kershaw I, I, I tomorrow, don't, I don't want. I don't like Brandon Drury playing second base for my team. I want Jake Cronenworth playing second base. Crap hitting or not, like he's the second baseman. He's a damn good second baseman, and I feel really, really comfortable when they hit a ball in his general direction. I don't feel the same way about Brandon Drury. I do think that it feels like every time Jake Cronenworth has gotten into a slump this year, he comes out in a big all of a way. sudden, boom, you know, he hits a giant home run. I love this. Just when you least expect it. I, I love this about Bob Melvin, and I, I fan the same way. I'm not giving up on, on these guys. I'm not. I'm not going to panic. And I feel like, you know, sitting Jake Cronenworth is a panic move. Now, I, mean, I want. Sitting I want, a guy for a day is not giving up. Well, no, but it's a panic move. 
You just want well, you, you give guys days off Not all in the, the playoffs. Time. You don't give guys, hey, let me get Manny, let me give you a breather. No, you don't. Okay, That's but your guy. You're, you're, then you're giving someone else a day off, whether it's Josh Bell or Brandon Drury. You can't play Those aren't regular everybody players, in the starting though. lineup. Jake Cronenworth is an everyday second baseman. He's but, every day. But Bell he played and the Drury, most games of anybody on this team. Bell and Drury anybody. were everyday players for the vast majority of the season. They were everyday players. Mm-hmm. Bell, you know, lost his job a little bit at the end because he was slumping. But Drury was out there almost every single day for the Padres in some capacity. But Jake Even against was righties. Jake was literally out there in 158 games of 162. I'm not throwing in the towel on Jake Cronenworth. But somebody's got to sit between Bell, Myers, and Drury. And I want Myers and at first. I'll, I'm, I'll probably sit Josh Bell. I'll probably sit Josh Bell, and I'll DH Brandon Drury. And Will Myers will play first, and Jake Cronenworth plays second. And I'm, it's not, Bell hit a huge home run for us. There's no question. And he is starting to swing a hot bat. But you know what that means? I got Josh Bell off the bench, and I want a, a decent bench, too. Ultimately, I think you're probably right. That would be my expectation that Bell will be the, the guy coming off the bench tonight. Uh, but we will see what Bob Melvin ultimately decides. Uh, do you have any interest in the Dodgers' perspective of this whole thing? I mean, I know what their perspective is. They've won 111 games. We're little brother. I feel like Eminem and and Eight Mile. Bill Plaschke's right column your head. in the Los Angeles Times. It's the worst thing I've ever read. It, I mean, it was it was in it was patronizing. In te- in in, in uh, it was uh, intentionally so. It wasn't accidentally patronizing. I mean, it was literally written to be as patronizing to the Padres as possible. And the premise was coming up with hey reasons to hate the Padres because sure. we know Dodgers fans you don't really care about the Padres so but you wrote a whole article let me it. give you some reasons to hate the Padres so you can get into this series he was trying to be patronizing I don't have a problem with it he's an LA columnist an LA writer that that's what they should probably be doing my only issue is that I'm also getting it in the San Diego Union Tribune which I don't think should be there wait what do you mean well you know the LA Times and the UT oh, are own, yeah. have the same owners so they've published it as well, I don't have the hard copy, but it's certainly on the UT website as like the guest perspective from the Dodgers. I don't necessarily need that in the hometown newspaper on the day that you're about to start a series against the Los Angeles Dodgers. At, it, at it, leave point, it in the LA Times where it belongs. Yeah, and at this point, it's just noise. I mean, it's Plaschke doing Plaschke things. It, it it was embarrassing. You know, I read it this morning. Uh, it's it's embarrassing. And and listen. You know, I, I love – I even saw a wise Dodger fan on Twitter saying, look, p- these records mean nothing. We know they mean nothing. Everybody's at zero right now, except the Padres. They're actually at two and one. I mean, Dodgers are at zero. It's zero. ridiculous. He says, oh, I hate Manny Machado because he didn't hustle out in the 2018 playoffs for the Dodgers. You Darvish failed in Game 7 of the World Series for the Dodgers, so let's hate him. Joe Musgrove is a cheater. Tatis is a cheater. Uh, Petco Park, I'm tired of hearing about how great it is. Dodger fans come in and own the joint. Um, Blake Snell from the, the World Series and says, hey, we handed them the World Series, really handed it to them, did you? Uh, just, he just goes on and on. Doc Roberts got dissed by the Padres when they didn't give him the job. It just He just goes on and on about reasons why the, the Dodgers should should hate the San Diego Padres. I mean, throwing stuff out there like that never. Uh, hopefully, you baseball gods and karma and all that deliver. So let's go. Uh, let's go back out to the phones because I see a uh, I see a Dodger fan right there. There's Scooby 
is there. Tier one Scooby. Is this bad, is this bad luck? Are we doing this? We, yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. We didn't talk about we're, this. we're getting some Dodger perspective right now. I don't, but I don't want, I know Bill what Bill Plasky and is. Scooby. Come on, mm. put on put put on Scoob. Go, Dave Roberts. <laughs> hi, good hi, morning, Scoob. How are you, buddy? Good morning, guys. How are you doing? We're doing good, man. Dodger loving tonight. I heard there's, a, I heard there's a, a little game. <laughs> little game. Little game with little brother. You know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? How you doing? Scooby represents the again, s- the huh? small portion of Dodgers He's fans one of that are three, that are very likable. I, yes. I, I love Scooby. I do. Yeah, man. Let Mortal Kombat begin today. <laughs> It's usually uh, it's usually just online combat. <laughs> I mean, it's Dodger Stadium, so there might be some Mortal Kombat. <laughs> but uh, are you going to any games? What's what's your plan? Man, I can't afford it, man. Dude, Those ticket prices go up. Well, they're cheap at Dodger Stadium. I think you can get in tonight for like sixty dollars. Yeah, but then I got to spend one hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> on gas and parking. And, and parking, and yeah, absolutely yeah, true. Sure, I get it. I get it. It's uh, sometimes better watch on TV. How nervous? I mean, he's not nervous. Why would you be nervous? Well, I, w- I would be so nervous if I was a Dodgers nah, fan. Nah, come on. It's I mean, playoffs, man. How can you not be nervous? I, it's the worst possible scenario. You dominate a team for you know basically what nine consecutive series, but it doesn't matter because all you have to do, all they have to do is win one. Yeah, it's almost unfair. If yeah, you're a Dodger it fan, it's it almost crazy. feels unfair yep. that the Padres are given this opportunity. When you beat them by 22 games in the regular season, you dominated the regular season series, and now it's 0-0, and it's right there on a platter. They lose one of these next two games, and the Dodgers are all of a sudden you know, on the verge of a potential first-round exit. Scooby, it's got to be terrifying for a Dodgers fan. Hey, all of a sudden we're playing a different Padres team, and I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's, they always say in the playoffs the cream rises to the top. Um, that being said, you never want to face that team that's a little bit hungrier, that's a little bit more prepared, uh, because they've already played three games, you know. Uh, but listen, man, a, a layoff for the Dodgers. I, I think they're they're a good team. I don't think it's going to affect them very much. Well, and they got their pitching staff were, lined up just the way they want it. You were asking about uh, Gonsolin earlier, and I read that if he does pitch in the playoffs, that it's going to be pitched by committee with him. He's going to throw maybe three innings, I think, or three or four innings if if he can get up that many. Well, listen, that makes me happy because Dave Roberts managing a bullpen in the playoffs is maybe my favorite postseason drama of all. It's better than anything. And as a Dodger fan, I know you know what I'm talking about. Um, this is where this is where you feel like if you're a Padres fan, you got a chance. If they start pulling that stuff with guy here, guy there, you like your chances if you're a Padres fan. Scooby, thank you for the call. Um, that does not mean open season for Dodgers fans, but Scooby's been a like long Scooby. time. You do a great job. Long time caller to the program. <laughs> Go <Yeah>. Dave Roberts. <laughs> I love it. <sighs> All right, let's take a uh, timeout. We'll come back. Um, if you're looking for more kind words about Joe Musgrove from the national media. We got some more for you from PTI. And then we'll continue with your phone calls. 833-288-0973. Last chance to get in a voicemail for the incorporator. Uh, Jesse Agler's at the bottom of the hour. I think we still need a submission. We had a couple in there, but I think we could do better. 619-798-4892. Please call in the next few minutes. Give us that crazy word you ran into that you want to hear Jesse say on the air tonight. 619 619- 798-4892 for our voicemail line. you got like 10 minutes left. Call now, and then we'll be right back with more Bennett Woods after traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. 
Spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in to kick off with Boomer and Valenti Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. Former NFL MVP Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti discuss the biggest NFL news and preview the most important games of the week right here on 97.3 The Fan. Get out to the phone lines uh, back out in a minute, but I did want to play a little more audio. Uh, we played a lot of national audio on the show today, and I saw him tweet after the game that uh, he had become a giant Joe Musgrove fan, so I'm not surprised that uh, Michael Wilbon... Uh, carried that over to the airwaves with uh, Tony Kornheiser yesterday on PTI uh, with uh, with some some nice words that I thought Padres fans would enjoy here, Paulie. And the Padres won two out of three in New York, knocking out a Mets team that had won 101 regular season games. Wilbon, what's your biggest takeaway? You know my biggest takeaway. I, I watched all of it because I love the Go two ahead. out of three format. It's not gimmicky like Love the one-game format. You don't need three out of five necessarily in the first round of baseball, but they play three-game series all the time. So this was great. I don't care about anything other than Buck Showalter, okay? Sending the umpires out to, like, feel around on a guy's ears like he's Mr. Spock in Star Trek, all right? I, look, I hate the Mets anyway. On a good day, I hate the Mets. Last night, Tony... I wanted that pitcher to turn to the dugout and fire a fastball after he had locked their butts up 
with one hit in seven innings. I wanted him to fire a baseball into the Mets dugout and hit somebody. That's how angry I was. What the Mets did, I understand it may be within the rules, Tone. It was unsportsmanlike. It was cheap. It was lazy intellectually. It was gutless. It did not honor the spirit of the moment, which is we are getting our butts kicked, and our Buck Showalter will not admit it. So I hope Buck Showalter, as long as he manages anything, if he went back to the Little League, never wins another game. Not a series, not a game. And I am glad the Padres took them out. Okay. That's my take Walter. I will deal with Showalter briefly. He looks small and petty because of what he did. But as he said afterwards... I manage the Mets. I'll do anything and everything I can to win, and I'll live with the consequences. Okay, As he live lived with, with the consequences live when he it. wouldn't put Zach Britton in the game with the Orioles some years back. Yeah, Been in the league managing 21 years, never been to the World Series. The Mets, as you well know, more than any other team, well, the Knicks as well, but the Mets are the team of my youth. I know. Love the Mets, and I love Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer got pounded. Home runs. He got Home pounded. runs again. Chris Bassett gave him nothing last night. Nothing. They got one hit off the Padres. And that's not because of ear goop. It's, it's not. They've had two important three-game series in the last 10 days. The Braves and the Padres, they lost them both. Yeah. They won one, one and they lost five. So say goodnight yeah. and drive home safe. Ha! That was fun. That was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, you know, he mentioned the comments from Buck Showalter after the game. We never played those, I, I think, yesterday. And did I, we? Did we play Buck's comments? I don't, I don't think, think we, we did. I don't think we actually got to them. Audio. You know, I tweeted out Buck Showalter should be ashamed, and I think uh, Michael Wilbon kind of echoed some of those those kind of sentiments. I honestly, I heard some shame from Buck Showalter. Yeah, he I did defended too. himself, but if you listen to his comments. He feels. I think he feels bad about what he did. Let's let's listen in on Buck Showalter from Sunday with Musgrove. What did you see from him that caused you to ask the umpires for a check? Uh, it was you know we have privy to a lot of things that uh, went that direction. Obviously, you know I, I love him as a pitcher. I always have, and uh, that's the only thing I kind of you know I feel kind of bad about. See right it, there. It, but it won't cast anything. He's too good a pitcher, and well, they're no, too it good. Did, a, it did you know, cast. See, that's the thing. That's without the thing. getting into a lot of things, you know, the spin rates and different things that you, I'm sure you're all aware of. You know, when you see something that uh, minuscule jumps in spin uh, rate, it jumps out. As I get a lot of information in the dugout that uh, you know we certainly weren't having much luck uh, the way it was going. That's yeah, for sure. But kidding. you know, I'm charged with doing what's best for the New York Mets, and if it makes you know, however it might make me look or uh, or whatever, I'm going to do that every time and live with the consequences. I'm not here to um, not hurt somebody's feelings. Well, you know? pause it. Yeah. You, your consequences are over. They're done. Joe Musgrove's now are going to live on forever. And I think, again, I do like Buck Showalter. I do. I, and I've said it like a mantra. I don't really care that he went out and challenged him. What I care now is the national narrative. I, I really, that's the bummer. And he said, and it well, sounds like Buck Showalter also cares, too. He feels like that's he, what I feel bad. Because he's too I don't good want- a pitcher. It's not going to carry over. B.S. It carried over the next day on your very own network of which you used to be a part of. And you know damn well what an accusation like that can do, Buck. And I think you didn't think that one through. You got your ass kicked straight up. Straight up, you got dominated. And I think it was a chicken-ass move. I understand why he did it. Doesn't mean it can't be a chicken-ass move. 
I totally understand why he did it. And again, when he did it and they didn't find anything, I thought, like everybody else did, this thing's over. It's over. F you. You lost. You got crushed. He pitched better uh, after that. So there's really, you have nothing to hang your hat on. And then Brian Kenny, less than 24 hours, goes on a full on rampage with a PowerPoint presentation calling him a cheater. And it's garbage. Well, you know, we live in a, a day and age now where people believe what they want to believe and not what the evidence is telling them, what the facts are telling them. So it's not surprising that it carries over to baseball, that even though, you know, the, the facts and what everything that has been presented would tell you that Joe Musgrove has done nothing wrong, people will continue to just believe what Correct. they want to believe. And that's what sucks. That man. they have. And that, yeah, that is the worst part. Let's go out to Orion in Alpine. Uh, sneaking a call here before the bottom of the hour. Ryan, welcome to 97.3 The Fan. Right. Hey, buddy. Good morning. Good morning. You know, these shock jocks, they just want to have something to talk about. So that guy, I'm kind of just blown. Nice to be in the conversation regardless. True. You don't really get much time, you know, on the national media at all. So, you know, they're going to just think what they want to believe. But this is kind of off topic. I came and saw you guys on Friday, and I got my autographed Ben Higgins uh, 25-year-old um, headshot there, so I'm pretty happy about that. And I, I never saw really what you guys look like until I went and saw you there. And uh, I just wanted to say, because Pauly loves uh, Pawn Stars, right? And Pauly sounds just like the kid from Pawn Stars, the the, the dad's son. Um, his name's Corey, I think. I haven't noticed. I you guys to listen to that. Sounds just like him, I feel like. We'll do so some side-by-side. Side. Like my... <laughs> Did we <laughs> look like, like you kind of imagined Don't ask him how we just... look. Don't ask. I don't want to hear it. I can't. I don't want to do insults this <laughs> it's, morning. Uh, it's theater of the mind. Face for radio. <laughs> I hear. We hear, heard all your bits. It's fine. I'm going to try and come out of beer tomorrow at uh, 630 again. Thank you, man. Again. Really appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Thanks so much, Ryan. Uh, that's a reminder, though, that we will be back out at Alesmith. Tomorrow morning, uh, just like we were last Friday, you can enjoy a pint of San Diego's hometown beer. 394 Pale Ale straight from the source. Uh, Miramar Road, Alesmith Brewing Company, 97.3 The Fan, broadcasting live all day, starting with us at 6 a.m., right into the Coach John Quintero, then the Gwyn and Chris shows, and then pregame at 437 tomorrow. Remember, 537 pregame, 637 first pitch today. It's all an hour earlier tomorrow. We'll have coffee, beer, food, and giving away $25 Alesmith gift cards all day long. You can stay to watch the baseball playoffs in one of the many TVs. It's a gorgeous tasting room. Absolutely fantastic. Drink specials on 394 and the brand-new State Ale from San Diego State. See you tomorrow starting at 6 a.m. Broadcasting live all day, and we'll raise a glass to the playoffs. All right, thank you for that reminder, Ryan. We'll see you hopefully out there tomorrow. And we will definitely hear from the voice of the Padres, Jesse Agler. We are now debating a couple of great incorporator submissions for Jesse that we got uh, just recently. So figure out what that is and come back next with Jesse Agler on 97.3 The Fan.
everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Uh, we just had a, um, uh, a inner show debate about which word to choose for the incorporator. We got some good ones, man. Yeah, we had some good submissions, and uh, I had one favorite. Woods had another. We played odd or even. Yeah, Woods won. So Jesse will find out what his word is in just a few minutes. He is standing by. We'll talk to the voice of the Padres, Jesse Agler, right after the check traffic here on ninety-seven three The Fan. By now, you should know the only way to listen to your local Padres broadcasters during the playoffs is to listen to Jesse and Tony here on 97 Fan and streaming on the Odyssey app. They're here for you every pitch as the Padres try to bring home their first World Series. And Jesse joins us right now on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Good morning, Jesse Agler. Uh, good morning, everybody. How are we doing? Uh, doing we're, well. we're doing great. Uh, let me ask you, what will be your lasting memory of your three days in New York for that series like when you think back 20 years from now what's what's going to be the memory that you take away from that series it'll it'll probably mostly involve joe musgrove and and yeah the the check but also just the way he shoved um that was as dominant of a pitching performance as, as i think i've ever seen in a game like that in person um it was it was unfair i mean he, he just completely overmatched them from the get-go and in a game three, everything on the line kind of situation, to be able to see him go out there. And I mean, I, I don't know if it was like the third inning, the fourth inning, but, you know, I, I like, I think probably most of us, right? I, I, I don't take anything for granted. I'm always nervous. I'm always concerned it's going to go the other way. And like by the third or fourth inning of that game, I was like, oh, they got this. I was like, you know, just sort of between the way it was going, between the way he was pitching, it was like, I am not concerned at all about how this game is going to end. And I don't know if there were five games all season I said that in, and probably most of them were games against, you know, kind of lesser teams. Yep. Um, it was just like, it's like, oh, they got this. And uh, and Joe was probably 90% of that. Yeah, no question. I, I, I think for me, it's a, it's a good question that Ben asks. You know, I, I the Grisham bomb in game one, and then the Grisham bomb yeah. in game two, and then the Grisham knock in game three. <laughs> I, I, we'd been talking about it for weeks, Jesse. You, you grew up loving the game, watching the game, seeing so many unsung heroes. You and I had a conversation off air in the uh, booth there at Petco Park, and you said it to me. Yeah. They, they're going to need a Cody Ross-type guy to come through. I mean, my God, it's like a storybook. Um, it's a storybook. It's not, end, it's not over yet, so it was a storybook part of the story watching Trent Grisham absolutely go off against the Mets and some really good starting pitching. Yeah. I mean, it's always going to start with starting pitching, right? I mean, and, and pitching in general, because you don't necessarily, you know, ask every starter to try and go six, seven innings in the postseason, but it starts with pitching outside of that. You're generally going to need, you know, pretty steady contributions from your key guys, your superstar type guys. And then after that, you're right. You're going to need Trent to have something. Austin Nola had a great series of the plays. He sure that did. That didn't man. necessarily get talked about as much because of, of what Trent did. Profar you know, Josh too. Bell hitting that home run. Yep. Profar just all over the place at the top of the order. That's that's how you're going to have to do it. And look, it can be a different three or four guys. Yeah. 
in the Dodgers series. It could be a different three or four guys against Atlanta or Philadelphia after that. It could be a different three or four guys against Houston or whoever after that. But, you know, you, you pretty much need it to happen if you're going to keep on rolling. And um, that's that's the fun of October is, you know, we heard so many guys before the series start say both sides, something to the effect of it's a total reset. Nothing in the regular season matters. The fact that the Padres had twice already taken two out of three from the Mets doesn't matter. The fact that Trent hit 184 doesn't matter. Like, it just doesn't matter when the series starts. Everything is fresh. Everything is new. And obviously, that's that's a pretty good thing to apply to what's about to happen here in L.A. because of the troubles that the Padres have had against the Dodgers, not just this year, but generally the last however many at this point. And it doesn't matter. And that's the fun of this right now is that it's a clean slate. There are no standings. You don't look at the paper and see 22 games between the Dodgers and the Padres. They're both 0-0. And you only got to win three out of five. That's exactly right. I wanted to ask you uh, about Jake Cronenworth. We had just a minor discussion in here this morning. You know, I, I tend to lean on the side of I'm not going to go panic and put Drury at second. I want my best defense out there, which is why we talked about making sure Grisham played uh, against New York. He certainly rewarded you with the bat. Uh, I like Crony to get hot. I know it's going to be lefty, lefty, but Cronenworth has been that guy for a few years now. I'm riding with Jake. Your thoughts is Jesse Agler the manager of the San Diego Padres. I, I wouldn't even consider thinking about doing anything else. I mean, he I know it was a tough series against the Mets, like that's obvious, but again, it's different guys every series. Yeah. And maybe he's the guy that gets hot here. Look, he and Trent could swap spots yeah, no doubt. offensively in this series. Like that's the kind of thing that could happen. Now I, I hope that Trent stays hot, you know, throughout the entirety of the month and into early November, but um, like it's it's realistic to think something like that could happen where a guy who was a heavy contributor against the Mets is not as much against the Dodgers and vice versa. Um, and again, what happened with the Mets for Jake Cronenworth doesn't matter. He's a good player. He's confident. He's going to be out there. He's one of your key guys. You know, if you if you want to move some things around because of matchups, sure. You know, that's something that is normal and that happens all year. But I mean, I it, I wouldn't even consider it was me making any sort of major change there because he's he's one of the dudes. And it's okay that he had a tough series against the Mets. Like, that's fine. It doesn't matter right now. Talking to Jesse Angler, the voice of the Padres here with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Jesse, uh, the story of Mike Clevenger, I mean, you called the game. I think you yeah. were in the, the booth at Petco Park calling his playoff start against the Dodgers two years ago in game one of the NLDS that lasted one inning. And, Short-lived. And, you know, he comes off the mound, you know, is in tears. He knows he's facing probably the Tommy John surgery again in that long rehab uh, just the odds to come back, to be back at this point, still with the Padres and getting another opportunity in a game one against the Dodgers, but healthy this time. I mean, it's a remarkable story. What are you kind of looking for from Clevenger? Yeah, I mean, it goes back to the storybook stuff, right? I mean, this first playoff start this year could have been against any number of teams, and the fact that it's against these guys um, really does sort of uh, bring some oh, I don't know, harmony or whatever to the situation. And it's, it's, it's a pretty good story, and we'll see how it goes. What, what I'm looking for from him is not too much. And, and, you know, I think that's kind of been the case for me with Mike most of this season. He is still coming back from this procedure. He is not 100% of Mike Clevenger right now, and I think that's important to remember. You know, what we saw in his last start of the year against the White Sox in that Saturday night game was, was as good as it could be right now. I think he went six. And I, I don't know that you would ask him for six today. Now, if he's on a crazy roll and the Padres have an eight to one lead, yes. okay, maybe you roll him back out there and let him keep going to try and save an arm in the bullpen for another day. Um, but I think if it's close, 
um, and tight as we probably anticipate it's going to be most of these games, although that wasn't the case against the Mets. Um, you know, I, I think you're probably talking about five innings slash maybe two times through the batting order. You look back at his three Dodger starts this year, there were definitely some issues third time through. There's no shame in that. That's a thing, particularly against that team. They're also, you, you guys have watched these games as I have. They're going to foul off a billion pitches. They're going to make it tough. They're going to grind him out. So the, the odds of him being, you know, with a low pitch count, you know, kind of through five or six like he was against the White Sox don't seem to me like uh, high odds. Um, I, I would anticipate they're going to make him grind. I would anticipate they're going to, you know, take a lot of close pitches, foul a bunch off, make him work. So um, I guess the, the simplest answer to your question, although it's not like an exact thing, would be two times through the order. You know, I mean, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Again, I think the game can sort of dictate away from that one way or the other. Um, but but that would probably be where my head is at to start this thing. It's it's not like throwing Darvish out there right now. It's not like throwing Musgrove out there right now where you can kind of have like a hope or an expectation that you could get maybe seven, maybe even eight innings if you're getting greedy. Um, it's it's a different thing for Mike as, as he works back from this and, and just sort of with the way things have gone for him this year. Yeah, and I mean, tonight could prove, and because it's baseball, it could go the exact 180 from what you just said. I mean, you just never know in the playoffs, obviously, but tonight will be a real, I think in my opinion at least, I think it'll be a real test for Bob Melvin, uh, how he chooses to manage the game. You know, when is enough uh, of Mike Clevenger? Who do you go to first out of the pen? I think tonight will be one of the easier games for Dave Roberts because he's going to expect length out of him. But I think as the series goes longer, if you can find a way uh, to steal, I mean, we've already heard, I don't know if you've heard anything about what the Dodgers are stacking their rotation to be. It's going to be a lot of lefties, and they're going to go to the bullpen yeah. a lot. They've got yeah. really good players in the bullpen, and, and I stand by my my kind of mantra that as long as Dave Roberts is making bullpen decisions, and a lot of them, we have a chance. Uh, it just doesn't seem to work out for that guy in the postseason a lot of times. So I like uh, I like our chances in the series the longer it goes. I do, I do, you know, you do got to steal one of these games, though. Yeah, you, yeah you'd, you'd love to head back 1-1, obviously. Um, you, you don't want to be facing an 0-2 hole. Friday's going to be amazing at Petco. I think we all know that, no, no matter the situation. You know, look, the other thing with pitching that to keep in mind is, you know, with the compressed or semi-compressed schedule this October because of the lockout, you don't have that extra off day, that second off day before game five. So normally in the division series, yeah. there's an off day after game two and an off day after game five. And what that means basically is the Padres, you know, might not have the opportunity to run back their game two starter in game five the way you could a little bit more easily in a, in a normal year. So that's that's a little bit of a hit for the Padres. That's also a little bit of, you know, the disadvantage of having to play in the wild card yep. series, which I'm I'm good with. I think that's that's why the system was set up this way. Like there should be an advantage to a team, you know, that wins their division or has one of the best records or in this case the best record of the National League. So, um look, that's that's a thing that the Padres are going to have to maneuver around. Um but that's okay. You know, they've got the arms to be creative. Um, you know, they've got the ability to put it together, but it it is something to kind of keep as the week goes on. Jesse, are the Dodgers more vulnerable than some people think because of their health situation. Guys who are either out or, or may not be a hundred percent from you know Bueller, Gonsolin, Lux, Taylor, Trinan, uh, you know, that's it's a fairly lengthy list. Longer than the Padres list, at least at this point, knock on wood. Yeah, no, I, I, I think there is something to that. And I would I would also argue that I, I think every team is vulnerable in the best of five. Um it's just it's such a quick thing it can get away very, very quickly. You don't go into the series thinking Howie Kendrick is going to hit a grand slam against Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> 
to right. change the course of history. Right. You know, you just don't. But like, that's the kind of stuff that happens or can happen in a series like this. And look, those names you just rattled off, they are significant. Some of them are obviously it's set. Bueller not going to pitch. The other ones, major question marks. And that does impact them. But like, you know, Cody Bellinger is a really good example. Like on their side, we were just talking about, you know, Grisham kind of coming out of nowhere yep. and having the huge series. Like Cody Bellinger hit 210 this season. I don't think any of us would be surprised if he hit four home runs over the course of like a playoff series. No question. Year, five home runs. Like, no, no question. That's the kind of stuff that, that can and does happen. So, yeah, look, they're vulnerable. Yeah, the other thing, you know, just kind of along those lines, I would say is, you know, I, I don't know that I'm getting this sense from the Padre players, but to me it does sort of seem like, you know, they, they've got to be the looser side here. Like they have like nothing to lose. 100%. I guess they, they're not acting like they have nothing to lose. But, but they kind of don't, right? I mean, like, everybody in the world, like the Mets series, is picking the other team. You look at the regular season record between the two teams this year. Like, that, whether it matters or not, it does, I think, at some point put more mental pressure on the Dodgers and kind of relieve some mental pressure from the Padres. Whether that matters, I don't know, but it, it, it's something of a thing to me. It really is. All right. Uh, it is the playoff incorporator for the first time ever. Uh, you will have an incorporator word for a postseason game tonight. And we uh, we sorted through all the voicemails. We had a lot of good submissions. Great job out there by the Tier 1s. We had to go to an even or odd show-off because we couldn't find a coin to flip. Woodsy won, so here is uh, here is Who your has word. coins has on coins them these days? There is, there is a coin shortage. I've seen the sign. You can't flip Bitcoin, apparently. No, it you cannot. Work. So, all right, here is your voicemail incorporator word, Jesse. Hi, guys. I have a word for today's incorporator. This is Daniel, and the word is Finifugal, F-I-N-I-S-U-G-A-L. It's an adjective that means afraid of finishing anything. All right, go Padres. Easy definition, tough word. Finifugal. Funny, funny word. Finifugal is now, the word. Now, let me, let me, Daniel, Daniel, this to me is an idea. Deal I know. I, that, this is because, this is why I voted. No, no, no. This is why I voted against it. Well, well. Here's here's why though, because it's gonna sound funny no matter what. Right. So you get that, but then also it's not like a stretch to work it in where I have to go like so far, uh, you know, out there to, to 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 get it. Like, so I think to me this is like perfect peak incorporator. Like this to me is what this bit is all about. Like. It's it's going to sound forced only in that it sounds weird, not in the way that it's used. And I think to me, like that's when these ones are at their best. I know. Way to go! I won't tell you the one that I was um, I was advocating for because we may still use it. Who knows? Hopefully, next Tuesday in Game One of the no NLCS, doubt. we'll throw something else in there. But I will give you one that just made me smile. That we're not going to give you because we just decided it was too long. Caco de monomania was, uh, one of, de monomania. was one of the submissions. <laughs> the pathological belief that one is inhabited by an evil spirit, Jesse. I have caco de, caco de monomania. <laughs> I think both of my children have caco, that one. caco de monomania. What was it? Caco de monomania? Caco de monomania. But no, you got finifugal. 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 F-I-N-I-F-U-G-A-L. Finifugal. So good I'll luck. I'll text you. Yeah. yeah. We'll text it to you. We'll be listening tonight. And uh, great job in the series. Your calls were fantastic, man, against the Mets. The things that kind of will live on in Padres history, you know, when you're hearing it on the Jumbotron in 25 years, things like that. And still your voice will be uh, the one that we hear, which is so cool. And you did a great job, man. Thank you so much. That's very kind of you guys. Appreciate that. Thanks to everybody who listened. I know there were a lot extra of you. 
you know, with the uh, TV situation being what it is, that's all I'm going to say. But uh, really, really, uh, really do appreciate everybody who who made the effort. And as I said the other day, all the uh, at home, uh, you know, DIY IT techs uh, who, who figured it out. And, and I know it's not easy to do it. So, you know, having to reset every half inning, that kind of thing. But Thank you to everybody. That was awesome. It meant a lot to me and Tony when we saw And Jesse, time. great job on Sunday night in particular. I was listening to the post-game show. That's not an easy job to coordinate between Sam Levitt here in studio, you in the booth, and Tony in the dugout trying to wrangle guests over to talk to you guys. And you guys absolutely crushed it. It was entertaining. It was informative. It was fun. Tony's done a brilliant job, He's too, so down in the good. clubhouse, man. <laughs> yeah. It's been awesome. Yeah. So, till, t- Sammy, too, great total team effort. Uh, you guys keep crushing and have a great, great call tonight. Uh, you know, listen, man, let's 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 steal one of these first two and get after it. Let's do it. Thanks, Jesse. Jesse Agler, you can hear him tonight, uh, 637 first pitch here on 97.3. The fan with us on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Fan hotline, save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. Finney Fugel. For the incorporator today. And yeah, we all say it's split two. Hey, why not just win both of them? Yeah, Come back with a 2-0 series lead. And by the way, if they are down 0-2, it's happened before. 1984, Padres lost two in a row to the Cubs, came back to win the series three games to two. So you never, you can never say die in a five-game series. It's not like getting down 3-0 in a best of seven. It's not over until the fat person sings. Right. See, I'm doing better. <laughs> it's not a fat lady. It's a fat, a fat person. Fat person. Till they now sing. Your body shaming. It's true. Yeah, right. Damn it. Different bell. Different bell. Last hour of Ben and Woods coming up next on the fan. How did you gain all the weight? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.